Welcome to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey, where we explore the rise of feminine energy in life, leadership and business. This podcast is for you if you are a leader in business and corporate and you're struggling to find meaning in what you do and how you engage your team. So join us as we talk all things leadership, strategy and culture and how we value both the feminine and the masculine in men, women and society at large to make a difference in our workplaces. Welcome to episode one of Captivating Leadership. And in this episode, we're going to be covering off more of an introduction to how this all came about and how and why feminine energy is so important. Why do I keep talking about it? And so I thought I'd do a little bit of an introduction to me and then also talk a bit more about the topic and then what to expect from this podcast over the next coming episodes. So my name's Rebecca Livesey, please call me Beck, and I'm a leadership coach, a leadership specialist and a keynote speaker based here in Brisbane in Australia. So you can probably tell from my accent, I'm originally a pommy, originally from the UK. Been in Australia now about 11 years and absolutely love it here. Um, and yes, mostly because of the weather. It's just one of those cliches, but that's the, that's really how it is when you've, you've come over from the UK. And my background is um, very much corporate background. So I started out with a mathematics degree and I started working in various organizations, large corporate organizations, and worked in analytical fields. So basically came through from strategy, pricing, commercial, that sort of work. And I I loved all of that. And I particularly loved it, loved it when I was managing a team of people. So, you know, work my way up organizations as you do get yourself into management roles. And it was around about the age of, I think around about the age of 26 or 27, when I started noticing certain things in the corporate world. And until, to be fair, until that point, I've been very much focused just on myself um, and how I was achieving and was I moving up, etc., but I started noticing that a lot of people weren't happy at work and a lot of people were disengaged and it just was a thing that they came to do between nine and five and then, you know, left for the day. Um, and it was quite interesting for me coming from the strategy background because we could create all of these beautiful, amazing strategies for the business but it didn't matter if people weren't engaged in them and it didn't matter if people didn't take them on. And I got really interested as, as to, well, why don't people take these things on? And how do you also create a culture which enables the strategy? So um, after a few years in corporate, uh, probably about 10, 15 years in corporate, I went out and I retrained as a coach. So I went off and did a whole load of work around uh, mindset, behavioral profiling, NLP, culture change, all of these um, skills to start looking at what happens when we get groups of people together and what happens when individuals, um, how they think and how that impacts the organization, particularly in the leadership roles. Now what I do is I bring both the strategy background and this mindset work together so that I can help leaders and businesses make a difference in the world of work. But if we go back to those little whispers that seem to happen as we go through life, one of the first whispers that was there in the corporate world for me was when we look at engagement statistics. 
So if we look at employee engagement, I think I came across this first when we did an employee engagement survey in one of the organizations I worked at. And I started researching, well, what are the other results in organizations? What have we got more worldwide? And there's a fair body of research in this area. And there's some companies that like Gallup that look across all organizations and different countries and, um, they give a perspective on like the world view of employee engagement. In all of those studies that sit across the world and across different business types, there's no one of them that says we've got any more than about 30% engagement. So I think at best, some people or some of the reports show 50%, at worst, 30%. And so when we look at this, we're We've created a world of business where maybe one in two people are disengaged at work. 50% of people are disengaged at work. And to me, it's just one of those, one of those incredulous moments where I think, well, that's, I can't believe that we've created a world of business that does that. And I can't believe that we don't talk about it more. Um, when it's just one of those things that just sort of gets, swept aside when we're looking at all of the other results that businesses deliver. And so that really got me thinking, if we've created this world of business and we've created these cultures at work where we've got one in two people are disengaged, then that not only does it seem incredibly inefficient, but also just what are we doing to people if that's the case? So that was one of those first little signposts or little whispers that I thought, oh, we haven't really got it right, have we, in leadership, if we're allowing that to happen. The second thing that um, that happened to me was, um, obviously, I'm a woman and I've had my fair share of leadership and executive roles. Um, I've worked in fairly male-dominated industries and I got really, really sick of all of the advice out there for women in uh, leadership roles. So if you ever just Google um, like tips for women or women in leadership and things like that, we're constantly being told what we need to do to fit into this environment. And I'm sitting there thinking, right, OK, so you want me to change the way I speak, to take up more space in meetings, to um, to be to change all the qualifiers in my language, to dress differently. I even saw an article once on what handbag you should take to meetings because you want to make a good impression. You don't want to look too girly and you don't want to have something too big, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, this is just crazy that we're telling women these are all of the things that you need to do to fix yourself, to fit into this environment that we already know is broken if we've got 50% disengagement. Now, I'm all for modelling excellence. If we are doing an excellent job in the business world, then we model what excellence looks like. Absolutely. But why are we telling women constantly to fix themselves, to fit into this world, which isn't actually helping us? So the world doesn't work for people. So that was another one of those little whispers, little signposts that I thought, well, I don't really want to take on this advice, but I do want to succeed in this field. And but why would I want to succeed in a field where the um, the environment is broken? So, you know, kept toddling on through career and life as you do. And then the third little whisper came along. 
and this was um this is when i had a guy in my team and we have to do the whole development conversation so you know once a year we sit down and say well, what are your goals what are you looking for um where do you want to head in this organization etc and this guy was phenomenal he was excellent at his technical skills and he was also fantastic at dealing with people at collaborating at getting things working across the organization um at getting buy in at teaching people he had he had both the people skills and the task skills um down like he was good at both and he would be an excellent leader and somebody that we should have been promoting up through the organization and so i said to him you know um i think we need to look at what your leadership path is like how do we help you um move up the organization make a difference get your own team etc and he just looked at me and said why on earth would i want to work up there with all of those and he swore at me <laughs> with all of those dicks and um i was like okay he said i'm i'm not like them i don't want to be like them and i'm quite happy just staying in this job doing it well why would i want to go and work in all of those that that uh, those politics with those people that it was all about the status and getting their last word in and um driven by significance rather than actually doing a good job and i was like wow okay so i've got a guy here who is who's got a great mix of skills across technical and people and he's looking up in the organization and saying well i don't want to i don't want to play up there why would i want to play with those people they don't have um they're basically all out for themselves is the way that he was describing it and he was describing a lot of what what we tell women that they need to do so this guy is chock full of feminine energy he he's a very caring collaborative creative soul and he was chock he's chock full of feminine energy and he looked up the organization and saw a lot of dysfunctional masculine behaviors whether they came from a man or a woman and said i don't want to be part of that so that was the third little whisper for me because it it got me thinking okay we we talk a lot about diversity at the top and at the minute we're quite um quite low level in our thinking about what diversity is it's basically do you look different So if you're a woman or if you're of a different heritage for example that sort of thing because we assume if you look different and you you've come from a different background that you think differently we don't do a lot on thinking diversity and one of the one of the key diversity thinking patterns for me is do we have masculine or feminine patterns in our behavior regardless of what gender it comes from and so this guy was looking up the organization not seeing any diversity in the way that the leaders thought and acted in fact he saw even more dysfunctional um behaviors and so he didn't want to play and this again was a was one of those moments for me because i'm sitting there thinking well we're not not only are we not getting diversity of women we're not getting diversity of feminine energy so those three things the employee engagement statistics that we seem to just go oh well the constant rhetoric to women that they need to fix themselves to fit into this environment which is broken and the diversity discussions and debates where we're not really looking at diversity of thought and we're certainly not looking at diversity of style whether it comes from a man or a woman 
they were the sort of three little things that came along for me. And I thought, right, I really want to explore this notion of feminine and masculine energy in leadership and business rather than just constantly talk about gender. And by doing and exploring the feminine and masculine energy in business and leadership, also then how does that impact the cultures and environments that we create? And in that way, we can enact strategies. So I have a strong belief that true equality comes when we value the feminine alongside the masculine in women, men and society at large. I think that's what equality is, valuing both. I also have a strong belief that in every business everywhere, people make the profits. So if we aren't creating environments where people can thrive, then we're going to miss out on profits. And there's a phrase about culture eating strategy for breakfast or something like that. I think it's attributed to, to Drucker. Um, so I see that there's this triangle that we need to work on in business where we've got culture and strategy have to go hand in hand with each other and leadership sits at the top of the triangle over both. And so if we get better leadership that drives both culture and strategy, then we'll get great results for our business, but also great results for our people. We'll create that environment that actually helps and supports our people potential. Sometimes it feels like in business, we've gone through every asset efficiency measure across the board. So when we think about what we've done with manufacturing and we've managed to go in and like get that process working really well. So we've gone and we've done lean or, or done agile and things like that on our processes. And what that's done is made them incredibly efficient. We've also gone in and thought, right, how do we make our systems better? So anyone that's going through an ERP implementation, for example, is is where we're trying to make sure that our system assets are utilised. We've looked at our data assets. We hear a lot at the minute about big data, but we've looked at those assets and gone, right, OK, how do we make sure that we're getting the most out of our data? And I think at some point, maybe we'll land on people and think, right, we've got people assets here. And at the minute, it seems like we take the linear approach to people as we do to all of the other asset efficiency measures that we've put in place. So at some point, I think we're going to realize we've got to do better with our people. And by creating great cultures, by valuing the different thinking styles, regardless of which gender it comes from, and understanding that if we create environments, then we are doing we are doing the people work. And that's what this podcast is about. How do we as leaders in business or as business owners ourselves, how do we drive change in this space? How do we help create environments, create great leadership, great cultures to drive amazing strategies in business? And throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing some content with you. And we're also going to be interviewing different people who are successful in their areas of creating great cultures, be it for their clients, for their suppliers or for their employees. One of our guests is a repeat guest, Nikki. We'll hear a lot from Nikki. She's a sales coach in Brisbane and does a lot of work with businesses on how they improve their growth. And of course, sales Traditionally, a lot of the time, it's we're going to win at all costs. 
So we'll be talking to her a, a few times about how she brings in the feminine energy to her approach to business and also how she trains that. And then there'll be other guests where we're talking to them about what goes on in their business. How do they bring the balance of masculine and feminine energy and what happens then in their cultures and their results? So our vision for this is that, well, we don't have all the answers. If I had all the answers, I'd be giving you truckloads of certainty, which is very masculine. And to be able to handle the uncertainty, handle the not knowing and just sit in that moment, that's very feminine. We want to be able to just start the conversation. So if this prompts a thought in you, or it's something that you then think, right, I've got to share that with someone because I think they'd get value out of it. If it starts conversations at your workplace or starts conversations in your teams, that's what we're aiming for here. We don't have all the answers. We just want to start really great conversations and explore this topic in more depth because we also believe that the, the answers or the actions will come from all of us, the collective. This is not something where one person can go, yep, yeah, I'm right. And this is how we're going to do it. It's going to come from great conversations, prompting thoughts, changing behaviors. And that comes from all of us. So if this prompts conversation for you, that's fantastic. If you get in touch with me um, and tell me your thoughts or the conversations that you've had or the differences that you've made in your business as a result of listening to this, would love to hear from you because what this then does is builds together and I'm really keen that we build on ideas together. Thank you for listening to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review as this helps us spread the message and keep the conversations going. If you'd like to find out more about Rebecca's work, go check out her website on AchieveLeadSucceed.com where you can sign up to receive her ebook on the five C's of feminine energy and a video of Rebecca talking about leadership and feminine energy. And we've also got a Facebook group where we talk about all things leadership and culture, particularly around masculine and feminine energy. And that's called Captivating Leadership. So you're very welcome to join us there too. See you soon. Mm-hmm.